And one of the one of the uh, side effects that we're seeing of austerity is as the um, funding for the public sector is squeezed, that a lot of the services yep. that were formerly provided in the public services are being closed down and taken up by companies like Serco and so mm. on. Um, why is that? A, is that a problem? Is a job? Is a job? Is a job? Is a job? If you if if the public sector can do things more efficiently than the than than the public sector, then then what's the problem? The problem we've got is, is that the, the evidence for the private sector actually being more efficient than the public sector, particularly in the delivery of things that the public sector always historically provides. So usually fairly complex services like healthcare, for instance, or education, um, things where the outcomes are not actually very well defined, uh, that you can't, there isn't a kind of monetary value immediately attached to this. It's very hard to say, for instance, what the value of a good education is. You just have to kind of go out there and make use of it, and then maybe you find out. It's quite hard, unless you directly privatise the thing, unless you just charge every parent. Um, and, of course, there are schools that do this. It's quite hard to really stick a value on the thing. Uh, something similar with healthcare. It's very hard for me to know how valuable it is to have a healthcare system. Uh, you know, I, I reckon on not wanting to be sick. I reckon on wanting to go to a hospital if something goes wrong, and so does everyone else. But it's very hard for me to make a real judgment about how much that is worth to me at any point in time. And, and usually, I suppose, if I'm, if I'm healthy, or if any of us are healthy, we tend to have an optimism bias. We tend to understate the value of healthcare in the future. And then we panic about it and, and overspend on insurance, which is rather what happens in America, which is why America spends an absolute fortune, a huge, great chunk, 10%, 12% of its economy goes on healthcare. Um, and you still end up with you know, huge numbers of uninsured, the enormous political uh, wrangling that takes place over Obamacare, this kind of attempt to expand healthcare provision there, deep inequalities in the provision of health, but huge, huge amounts of money being spent by people who can afford it uh, to get in there. Relative to that, of course, the NHS is very, very efficient. Uh, Britain spends a proportionally very small amount of its GDP, of its total economy, on healthcare and actually gets a very good you know, universal service out the other side. So the public sector is really quite efficient at doing this. The difficulty is when you start to creep in private sector providers is that instead of what might be, if you're lucky, is a relatively clear kind of public service requirement of any given service, run this hospital, keep this school open, suddenly starts to go run this hospital and make a profit, uh, keep this school open and make a profit. I mean, that's why, as a private provider, you get involved. Some parts of the whole provision, perhaps private providers might or might not be better uh, at offering um, a particular element of a service in the public sector. You can maybe construct a case-by-case -case kind of argument here. But if you take the public sector as a whole, once you start to impose this additional requirement on what public services are doing, provide the service and make a profit, uh, you can see that immediately that's an additional pressure on everything. So it's a pressure on costs, it's a pressure on the service provision, uh, and it's not one that immediately translates into a public benefit. In theory, competition should you know, improve efficiency and all the rest of it. In practice, as we've seen with major privatisations like the energy companies or the railways, this doesn't necessarily follow. I mean, the economic theory sometimes says that it ought to follow. It doesn't necessarily appear in practice.